Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Well, hello there, listeners of the Calvary Cast. We're back. Taking a brief hiatus because I'm here with Jess the Mess Miller. You didn't catch the name I just called you, oh, Jess, oh, Jess the sorry. Mess, yeah, Jess uh, the Mess Miller. Well, I'm a mess with this daylight savings thing. Oh, I'm I tired. Know. I'm sorry. You caught me taking a little... Well, you're just it. used to sleeping on the beach, and <laughs> so know. trying to get back into the normal routine of podcasting. I wish I could move the beach to Grand Junction. Mm. Keep it Grand Junction, but have a beach at it. Then you'd have everything you want. That would be pretty cool. I know. I'm not, I don't consider myself a beach person. Like a nice Saturday at the beach. Yeah, know? every once in a while. But every I once in a while. Rather have a Saturday in the mountains. If we could even get a beach within, you know, what an hour. If Glenwood Springs were a beach. <laughs> if Glenwood <laughs> Springs were a beach. <laughs> right, that'd be pretty cool. I guess. Yes, because yes, yeah. beaches are nice. Yeah. But I don't know that I'd be like a beach, like a, a surfer person that I beach-a-file? saw. Beachophile. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I just created a new word. It is. doesn't sound very good, though. No, it we'll, doesn't. We'll not use that one again. Learned our lesson there. Well, they call them beach bums, and I don't think that's derogatory. I think it's just that they love bumming yeah. around at the beach. Uh, I think it's actually derogatory. Oh, is it? Sorry to well, all those it's, beach bums out there. Usually it's people that are like, uh, don't have anything else to do other than be at the beach. Think of like, in our area, we could probably have mountain biking bums. Right. John Piper wrote about them in his book. They're collecting seashells. seashells by the seashore mm. or whatever. Wasting mm. their life away. What a good introduction to this podcast we've got so far. Yeah. You're Jess the Mess Miller, senior the senior lead pastor. I'm going to come up with I've a nickname I've never for heard you. that before. Well, it makes sense if people have seen your office. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've earned that title You've over my earned life. earned that title quite well. Yep. Uh, I'm Graham Parker, associate pastor at Calvary Bible Church, if you didn't know that already. Have a little treat for you folks today. If you want to know what it sounds like before we start our podcast, here's a hint. All right, let's try this again. Now, do your fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. I just had to had to put that in there. Oh, no, we're putting the sound checks in. Just for a second. Just one. Just that one. That's a bonus for people, you know. And like I said, everybody could hear my stellar vocal I know ability. and we were just talking about why well, you're you're gonna be in our Easter choir I'm really excited about that no I better not I gotta save my voice that morning for preaching hey if I can do music and preach you can too true so but you you're no used excuse. to it because you're a trained musician I'm not a trained musician but uh, what did you lie on your resume <laughs> I never put that on my <laughs> resume you uh miss misunder misread well this is going nowhere fast we should have a moment of awkward pause, silence. Let's do it. That was long enough. There I can't go. handle it any longer. So we are, uh, we're going to talk about something different today than our atonement book. We'll come back to that in uh, future weeks when we finish reading it and uh, have our thoughts wrapped up on that. But today we wanted to talk about the idea of community. Now, I read an article on the Gospel Coalition earlier this week, which uh, I thought that was a fantastic article, and I had you read it as well. Uh, called, uh, I don't even remember what it's called now, The, the folly, folly. The yeah. Folly of Looking for Community. And we will do, as all good podcasters do, put this in the show notes so you can go and read this article for yourself. 
Um, but basically, this this author is talking about how so often people will go to churches or be a part of churches, and they have this idea of community that they're looking for. And his basic premise is community is not something you just like walk into one day. It's something that's created. And you, so if you have this idea of you're just going to walk into this church that's perfect and has this great community, uh, you're, you're kind of misled. Um, and I, so I thought that was a really uh, a poignant thing. Anything that stood out to you from the article other than what I just said? Yeah, well, I mean, n- not necessarily than w- what you just said, but, you know, he talks about um, the trend of bailing, right? That's right. in there. And the idea is the person has this good desire for community. Right. And as, as a member of the body of Christ, you should want community with the other believers. We think that's one of the reasons yes. God has established the church is for us to have this sense of community, or maybe another word would be fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they go to a church looking for it and maybe have an idea in their head. And then when it doesn't pan out or the church isn't giving them what they want in that way, they bail out. And right. what he's trying to say, right, is like community takes time, right? right. You, you've got to build it. And it's sometimes messy. He right. talks about it uh, sometimes leading to conflict even right. a g- good community a good christian community might even it, have conflict right. th- that would generally make people run but it, it make a, it makes us uncomfortable because when we think about community we think of it like all everybody's happy rose garden yes but rose gardens have thorns yeah yeah so this got us just talking, talking about, about this. yeah so this article just got us talking about the idea of fellowship and community within the local church and what we want to do is is cuz where our conversation went with this really and the things we were thinking about was was let's kind of define what community maybe is and isn't within the context of the church maybe how people might confuse right a biblical community with say friendship right and that's the important part that's that we were making thing. that distinction cuz sometimes when people are thinking about community right as we were talking about they're they're talking they're thinking in their minds of friendships right. people to hang out with do things with that kind of stuff. So let's just let's think about that for a minute because we don't want to say community is not friendship. Mm-hmm. It very much is sometimes. Community right. is uh, uh, if it, if we're it's not just finding people that you uh, have a common interest with. You know, you are in the same stage of life and all of those things. It's not just that. It's more than more than that. Um, it's not built just upon that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that that could be a confusion for people sometimes. You walk in, uh, say people that are new to a church, if you walk into a church and you don't immediately see people that you think are immediately going to be like my best buddies, mm-hmm. that's not what first and foremost community is about. That's right. I'd say community is first and foremost about uh, a genuine love for other people, a care and concern for others, and, and obedience to the one another commands where you know people well enough to encourage them, to admonish them, to exhort them, um, and fulfill those, those biblical commands. And out of that will flow a friendship. Because friendship, when I think about friendship, I'm thinking uh, it's in terms of a friendliness, an acquaintance with others, a love for other people. Uh, your friends are the ones that, that are going to care about you, your issues, your concerns. And so even among in genuine biblical community there is that with there should be that with everybody in the body of Christ when it's working that way uh all members are to be showing that kind of care and concern for for one another. So I think that'd be the first I guess 
distinction we want to make. Mm-hmm. Community is not exclusively best buddy friendship. No, and and so if we were, if we even back up one step before that, let's back up another step. If we're thinking about, we can have various communities in our life. Okay, right. you you may live in a neighborhood that's got a real tight community, and everybody hangs out and does barbecues and stuff, and that's a community, mm-hmm. right? Or you might have a community of people at work that go out after work every once in a while, and and you know have dinner or whatever. Or you might have a community of mountain bikers or whatever you're part of this. Cause we don't have beach bums here. Right. No, right. Exactly. So, but when we're talking about what, what God is doing is creating a new kind of people with a new kind of community and our center, like what draws us together isn't a particular hobby or a stage of life or educational background or any, anything like that. It is Christ. It, it is the gospel. We believe the same thing about the gospel, and that's what draws us together in this unique community and friendship. So our, our, the fellowship and the, and the community that we need to build and within a church has to be centered in and upon the person and work of Christ and be flowing from that. It's the reason this community exists. Right. And, and, and we think about that, and I think the, art, the, uh, the article we were talking about, he talks about, like community will put into your life the people you need, you know, in a church community, you know, and and sometimes I think if people think, you know, you walk into a church situation and there's not that immediate connection of friendship per se over mm-hmm. certain things, it's not that we're not trying to downplay that. There's a very real importance to that. I I, I do generally think, um, but sometimes like in a church situation, like the Lord will put people in your life that you need. Uh, in other ways to encourage you and things like and and I and I think with that too out of that can be born also the friendship the aspect. friendships come from that they come really that can as well yeah. and those friendships are going to be of a greater depth yeah than friendships built just on uh, shared interests and similar states yeah. in life so we don't want to downplay the not, yeah. the greatness of of friendship because I have friends here at the church that I would consider friends in the sense of you know doing Am I things one with them? or whatever. Sure, you're a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was feeling pretty uh, insecure about and, that. You know, but like I, I had somebody tell me the other day, the only friends I have, or the man, uh, the man said, my wife and I have, the only friends we have are at our church. Right. And I, and I think that's wonderful. But yeah. by friends, he's meaning um, probably a, a, a little deeper level, right, mm-hmm. of engagement, even so. maybe during the week and stuff than what, they would have with just with everybody else at the church, but yet they would, I know this couple would have community and fellowship mm-hmm. with the other believers mm-hmm. here at the church as right. well that maybe weren't in the close friend category. Right. right. So I hope that makes sense. I think it's a distinction you got to make because mm-hmm. sometimes when people think of community, that's all that they're thinking of. And yet we can have, because of Christ and the gospel, we're, we're supposed to have a community, um, of mutual care and concern and love and discipleship and that and and that can happen with people who are nothing like us. Right. And 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 like it will happen in the church because the church is full of people that you know you probably wouldn't always hang out with, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, outside. Yeah. And that's like you think about it, that's part of the beauty to the outside world in a sense as they look and they go like, "Really? Like you guys spend time you you enjoy that person like there's no logical reason that you should right, right. but that's where like genuine community is 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 i love that person because 
Christ has redeemed them. I see God at work in them. Like I know, you know, there's an openness there, uh, uh, just a greater depth than just per, like ex- external. We enjoy these things. Right. And we share these things in life. In so, true Christian community in relationship, you have you have bigger obligations than you would to just yes. a buddy. Yeah, you you have uh, eternal obligations and gospel obligations to to be a part of each other's lives yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Now we did talk about maybe, and I don't know where we'll go with this, but like we did talk about the fact we, we have a smaller church, really mm-hmm. what, you know, 180 people or so. But even in that, we were talking about the fact that you can't have, it's not possible really for most people in their time and everything to have, uh, what would deep, we say? Deep relationships with everybody. With everybody. Right. Right. So we acknowledge right, that. We right. can't have that expectation that right. you're going to have the same level of fellowship and community with every single person mm-hmm. in, the, in the congregation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's where, so, yeah, we're not trying to uh, place an undue burden on people, uh, but understanding, like, we do have limitations. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus had 12 disciples that he was intimately close to, and of those, he had three that he's even closer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there is a limit to the extent of how well you can know a lot of people. But what we're, we're wanting to see cultivated is when everybody adopts this mindset, nobody's left out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I guess part of the reason we're having this conversation is we want to encourage people uh, to think intentionally about this, to think rightly about what community is, and then to try and, we're going to try and give some suggestions, some helps to maybe try and stir your mind mm-hmm. <laughs> to think about community and how you might seek to cultivate relationships with other people. Um, one other thing I think that we could, we could touch on here. You have your three C's mm-hmm. as to why people come to church. Right. And you alliterate because you're of an older generation that still alliterates. Yeah, right. Um, so these, you know, and basically this is, this is, Something I just kind of worked up in my own mind, right? On how, how why people choose a church, right? But really? you are working on uh, on getting it like a book done or something. Yeah, like that. It, yeah, maybe. Growth, but yeah, church growth. But but like okay, so there's the three C's, right? So you've got people that would um, they choose their church on community. Mm-hmm. So in other words, when they're going to look for a church, they're in by community. They largely mean friendships with people, people the same stage kind of, of like me. Yeah. So, and this happens a lot among, it can happen among, um, uh, for, uh, uh, really? young marrieds with yep. kids. It can happen among singles. It can happen among, uh, older people. You walk into a church and it's anybody, just anybody basically. really, essentially <laughs> you walk in and you're asking the question, my most important thing about this church is community. Right. And by that, I mean friendships and people I'm going to hang out with and, and they're going to come over to my house and I'm going to go to theirs and, and we're going to cultivate these friendships. Mm-hmm. And so they'll come into a church, and if they look around and don't see enough people like themselves in their stage of life, they're like, right. I, don't, I don't think I'm going to find what right. I'm looking for here. Right. And then there's, um, there's people who are, their priority would be the culture of the church, right? They want, and that's, I describe that like the vibe of the mm-hmm. church, you know? How hip? Is it hip? Is it uh, traditional? Is it, you know, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. all over the spectrum. And, uh, and they'll choose it based on how it feels mm-hmm. to them, you know? And, and then there are the people that maybe their priority is a content. Like they want to see, they're the ones that show up. They want to see the doctrinal statement almost first week. Yeah. They, they're <laughs> listening to the sermon. Right. 
and you know the other stuff the community the culture that's uh, that's okay but they're really wanting to know that they're going to hear the word of god and that and i would say that uh at least two of those things are not bad not not really you know the content and the and the community are important mm-hmm. aspects of of looking for a church because they're both biblical right. i would say the content should be the priority right it's usually not but in my opinion and i you know I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think content is is so important, mm-hmm. uh, and to avoid bad teaching or right. wrong teaching or right. false teaching is so important that, and the emphasis is so so much on that in the New Testament that you know content should be number when one. When you mean when you mean community, like the biblical aspect, you mean what we've been talking about. Not necessarily it, it's wise to choose a church based off of. Do I find people like me? Right, the biblical, the yeah, biblical that's a good understanding. Because I'm, yeah. I'm usually saying this in a negative content, you, content <laughs> right, yeah. But honestly, there's a positive, positive context to it. Like if yeah. they understand, they read the New Testament, they say, "Hey, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be a part of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be engaged with it, and I'm supposed to know people and love other Christians and care for them and that kind of thing." Then that is like that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a healthy thing, right? And but I and I also think a, a desire. It's a good desire to want to be in relationship with other people. So even the people that are coming in just like, I want to hang out with people like me, they're just missing a bigger, they're missing the bigger picture on community, I think. Yeah, I think so. They have a good yearning because it is good to be known and you want to be known and you want to know others and have people that love you and accept Mm -hmm. you in that. But they're missing the the fact that that could happen with somebody 30 years their senior. Right, exactly. Or... um, people that don't have kids or a yeah. single with, you with know, married it, couple, yeah, it whatever. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're missing out on true biblical you're, community. You're minimizing community yep. is the, and, and potentially going to miss out on some of the joy yep. of learning from people that are and, not like you. And there are plenty of clubs that you can join that have like, yeah. this is a club for young marrieds or singles, but the ultimately the community we're talking about is based on the gospel, mm-hmm. which means it can and should be, with all different kinds mm-hmm. of people. So I think we, we've talked about this. A lot of people come to our church uh, initially and stay because of the content, right? I think so. That's think fair to say. Yeah. They, they come in like, hey, you guys have got we like your doctrine. We like your preaching. We like the music, whatever it is. We like the content of that. Uh, and they'll stay for that. But I think what happens is sometimes then we, we underemphasize, or not, I don't know if underemphasize is the right word, but we want to grow the community aspect more because out of the right content, out of the right doctrine should flow biblical community, genuine mm-hmm. love for one another, fulfilling all these things we've, we've already talked about, the yep. one another commands. So that's kind of what we want to encourage people to. And we think, honestly, and we mentioned this before, Pites, we see, we see that happening in our church. Right, so we we're do. not chastising no, our no, church no, no, no. in any way. We see we just always community want more. forming and different things, but we think that this is an area like all of the areas that we can and should grow. Yeah. And um, so that's what we're trying to do that's now what, as we're just thinking through right, it ourselves, th- yep. having conversations, and then we want our church to start thinking about right. community. Because I, I think people will come and they'll stay for teaching, for good teaching and things like that. They will stay and love and really jump in when there's that actual biblical community. Mm-hmm. Because... The, what, what biblical community is going to do is it's going to take the truth of that teaching and it's going to apply it specifically to people's hearts and lives, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can only apply 
that's you preach a sermon and then you have interactions with a handful of people throughout the week or around that sermon or whatever. When people hear the word of God properly taught and they're living in biblical community, they're going to apply that and then they're going to go apply it to other people's lives as well. Mm-hmm. And and then that it's really working. See, again, we have the, the content is directing and shaping all that we do. Right. And it's being full fledged out. Yep. Yeah. You need, and we need to emphasize this too. This is not our idea. God has, cre- has designed the church to have this community around the gospel, and we need one another. That's such an important biblical New Testament uh, word, mm-hmm. one another. Right. And um, because this is something we need, it's not optional. Right. So the community we're talking about isn't an option, really. It's not something you should weigh out and say, well, do I really yeah. need this or not? No, we want to make it clear, like, the Bible teaches this, mm-hmm. and God has established his church to provide this community. So we want us all to pursue it, you know? And God's design is the best. And when the church is, is working in this way and it's functioning properly, it, it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so that's what we're trying to encourage and, and to equip and, and grow our church in. Um. So maybe we could touch on, this is a good radio segue for people listening, touch on some ways that we can uh, encourage people to, to take some practical steps towards this, okay. towards growing, growing um, church community. Yeah, so one thing that it's, um, we talked about and I think is really important is we would like our, our, um, our church, and especially when I say our church, like especially the, the regular attenders and members who've been here, and that to start practicing, um, and this is just a, you know, baby steps or whatever. Baby steps. We're uh, talking about baby steps. Sunday morning or anytime we're gathering, practicing hospitality. And the First uh, Peter 4, Peter commands the church to say, uh, show hospitality to one another, right? And the word hospitality just means lover of strangers, mm-hmm. you know. And in, in the the first baby step of doing that would be at one of our gatherings. And the idea would be um, introducing yourself to people you don't know, right? right. Something as simple as that. As simple as that. And learning people's names, especially what, and what we're asking is for when we have visitors and our regulars know when there's visitors, right? Go, go up to them and greet them. Cause we were talking about the fact that like, I, I, I realize the pastors should do that. And we try, but mm-hmm. we are also talking to other people who right. aren't and, and the, who aren't visiting, but yet they, they would, they need our attention right. there. And, you know, and so the body should be welcoming in visitors. Right. That's, that's just such a basic, um, thing for a local church is that you've got to say hi <laughs> to people. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say hello, yeah. you know, just walk up and say Hey, how are you? I don't think we've met. Yep. I'm so and so, whatever. I know sometimes from even me, right? That can be so awkward. Mm-hmm. It feels awkward. It's not but awkward. It's not. It feels it, and I what, know that feeling. But we we got to break that down for. What's more awkward is for people to come and never be greeted, right? I think all of us have had that experience yep. at different churches, and that's that's rude. It's it's wrong. It's not showing the love of Christ, right? Like there's an actual command for this in the Bible. It says, greet one another. <laughs> like, with a holy kiss. With a holy kiss. kiss. Now, the holy kiss, we're not, <laughs> not going to be yeah. probably applying that. Maybe we, maybe we should. I don't know. But it, it, we, should be, we should be greeting one another. Right. And, and so like for new people, I'd also say there's probably people that have attended this church for a number of years 
with other people who have attended for a number of years, maybe you don't know them. Right. So yeah. just take the opportunity to walk across the sanctuary or in the foyer and just go up and introduce yourself. Just say, hey, I've seen you around here for 1,800 years. Well, yeah. 18 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, name's, my name's Graham, and uh, I haven't met you before. And then just start Acknowledge the awkwardness Acknowledge of the that. fact that you've never say hi. Right. And people think that's fine because they've not said hi to you. Right. So, um, so that would be one practical thing. Yeah. And that actually, in the one thing you brought up earlier, what that has to come from is a heart that is noticing other right. people. And this may be, if we had a, a, an area that we were going to start with before this one we've just talked about, I think right. it is this. And this would be a couple of practices again. Before you come to church on Sunday morning, Pray and ask the Lord to give you eyes to see other people. Mm-hmm. We are we so often think of church as this consumeristic mentality. I'm coming to to worship God in my little bubble and and all of these different things. But really, it's it's serving others. And you worship God when you serve other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's God is glorified when we're obeying these commands and when we're having genuine biblical community. That's worship. Yeah. So before you come to church, and I'd encourage you to do this with your family if you have with your wife. If you have kids at home, just stop for maybe maybe in the car on the way. Just pray for a minute. Lord, as we go to church today, have help us to have eyes to see other people. And and because this again, this is a work of the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Ask him to cultivate that in you. You may have a disposition by nature. You're not like super outgoing. You may be an introvert. You're like, you know, I could introducing yourself to people is not, you know, easy. But the the Lord can produce that in you and can give you a genuine love, can help you overcome the fear of man. Yeah. Um, and so I would encourage people to do that. Ask the Spirit to cultivate this, and this in you. And it will cultivate community. Yes, it will. Because um, not every person you go up and say hi to or whatever, you may not talk to them again for a number of weeks or whatever or just say hi to them in passing, mm-hmm. but it, it's cultivating this... Um, this heart within people to build this community and it will, it, it will. it'll do its work eventually, you know, just that friendliness. And it so. will do a work in you as right, you make yeah. this practice of like, you know, disciplining yourself to do things that are not naturally comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. It will grow in you and you'll be like, Hey, I, I this is important. The Lord's told me, you know, I know that I'm supposed to be doing this mm-hmm. um, and it's going to change your heart. It really yeah. will. Yep. So, so do that. We understand it's a work of, of the Lord. Um, some other practical things, I guess, regarding community. One other thought I had was, uh, when you're talking to people, you're just your conversations will probably start out just small talk. Mm-hmm. That's just normal. Some mm-hmm. people are like, I hate small talk, but when you do that, listen. Yeah, and listen well because more than likely, even in people's answers, if you say, "Hey, how how was your week?" Somebody's going to be like, "You know, it was okay." That's a good opportunity to press in and be like, "Well, why was it? Why was it okay? What what happened?" You know, mm-hmm. and they might say something like. You know, I found out like I've, I've got cancer mm-hmm. or my mom is dying or I lost my job or it could be even things smaller than that. But what that's going to do, that's going to give you an opportunity to to say, man, I'm really sorry to hear that. And as you've listened, you're, you genuinely are empathizing with them. You're entering into their pain or hurt or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, you know, I, uh, I don't know how to fix that, but I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. And you've heard that. You've now uh, heard their concern. And then what you want to do is, is if you've told them you're going to pray for them, genuinely pray for them. And the next time you see them, follow up and say, hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, you know, your mom died. How, how, how you doing? Uh, how, you had a doctor's appointment this last week. How'd that go? Mm-hmm. What you're doing there is community. Yeah. 
you're you're practicing biblical community and that has nothing to do with friendship like or in the sense of, it has nothing to do with with similar age it has nothing to do with similar like it's a genuine care and concern and really all of this is born out of love yeah i love you enough to ask you and to listen to what you're saying and to then follow up with you and to pray with you and again that will do wonders in a a healthy church community. Right, yeah. And that would mean like maybe after church on Sunday, you have to stay around for a little bit. Right. Or and, come early. Or come early and find those people that you can do that yeah. um, with and, and be looking for those opportunities. Yeah. Um, stay for our fellowship times. And yep. if you're, again, if you're a regular attender or member, sit with somebody you had didn't last time. Yep. Sit with some new people that you could at least get to know their names. Yep. And, um, you know, asking people the question like, is there anything particular I could pray for you this yep. week? That's, yep. that's a good question, you know? Um, and, and that way you're, you're making this a more of a gospel relationship. Right. And then of course we have structured things like small groups, mm-hmm. you know, join a small group. Cause sometimes for some people that's going to be your, um, that's one of our listeners calling yeah, our in, listeners but we're are not calling taking in right calls now. right yeah. now. Lines so are closed. Lines are all closed right now, but like, uh, no, is small groups. So those are for some people, especially like they become the really the foundation of some of their closest mm-hmm. um, communal relationships, right? Because the idea in a small group is that you are regularly meeting with the same group of people. Yep. And you're learning. You're you're getting to know each other in a better way. Yeah. You're getting to know each other's struggles, and yep. you're you're talking through passages of the Bible, books of the Bible that yep. are dealing with. That's true. It's true fellowship. It's true fellowship. Biblical definition of that. It's the sharing in common, the word and the gospel and life. And And that, again, that's, that's growing community. And so you have to avail yourself of it. Yep. So, and we always encourage people to like, for a while, our church had, um, some men's groups that were kind of unofficial, Yeah. but official. I don't know. I mean, we, we talked about them a little bit, but they would just get together for coffee, um, once a week Mm -hmm. and talk and, and women, I uh, have tried that in the past too, and just try to cultivate that. Even if you have two or three people, then you've almost, maybe you, you've started another kind of uh, community mm-hmm. opportunity for yourself and others, right? Right. I mean, things like that, I think are, are great. Because bottom line, like we, we seek to provide opportunities for people to fellowship together and to get to know one another, but real, true, biblical, God-glorifying community is really born from people that see other people that love other people, that pray for them, uh, they just go out of their way to to minister to other people. We yep. can't we can't legislate it. We can't uh, just make it happen through a program, uh, but we can encourage you to take these these simple baby steps because it, it it's just these little just little things like this will grow a church community and and really do wonders. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Well, we hope this conversation has been helpful for you as we've thought about this issue of community. If you have questions about this, uh, you can always, again, come up and talk to us if you're part of our church. If you're outside of our church, email us. Call in on our 1-800 number like that caller just did. We don't actually have that, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have other questions uh, or things you want us to talk about, you can always email us at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. And until next time.